Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Hi, it's episode 8, season 7 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, Mark Stoll from California. Good morning. Hi, Mark. Right, we're doing something a little bit different today. Um, it's just gone 12 minutes past six in the UK, so um, we are a few minutes away from the teams being announced for the game against Brighton. So we're, we're, we're actually recording We're recording some of the show um, before the match, and then Mark and I are going to um, record the rest of the podcast later on this evening after the game. Um, we thought that we, we'd... Um, we talk a little bit now, a bit, a bit about the Antwerp game the other day, but also, I suppose, give our reaction um, to the team news as and when it's announced, which it will be in the next few few minutes. So, um, let's just briefly talk about um, Antwerp. Antwerp. We, we will pause, as, as I said, when the, when the teams are announced. Um, Mark, what did you make of the other? The other night, um, there was a lot. I was reading a lot of first fans, so there was a lot of, I would say, hysteria, a lot of, you know, doom and gloom. People, personally, I felt getting a little bit carried away with 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 the defeat. Um, um, I wasn't too, you know, as a match that happens sometimes in football. Um, and I think, in the, I think personally, I think in the great scheme of things, I think we'll we'll still qualify out of the groups. So I'm not overly worried. You know, bad performances happen from, from, from time to time. But what what were your thoughts on Thursday night? Um, I thought we were just outplayed. They came with you know, uh, tactics and it worked and they fought damn hard to get that result. You know, there was uh, throwing their bodies in front of the ball. The, the, the team that wanted it more seemed to win it. For me, we just... A lot of... Quite a few of our players weren't at the races. Definitely in the final third, I felt the movement was a bit lacking, and we would, we almost kind of played like we were expecting to score at one point instead of really, really driving for it. It felt, but um, no, we we like, I agree with you. I don't think it's a huge deal in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. You know, we'll still qualify. It's an away game in Europe. None of them are easy. Um, and we're just hopefully it came at the right competition at the right time, and we can learn from it. I think on on paper, we as fans probably felt it, it, you know it was going to be an easy game. Um, you'd like to think that that the players and, and the manager didn't think that, and, and they respected the opposition. But you can't but help but think that maybe, maybe, maybe they also underestimated them. And and like you say, um, they played. You've got to give give credit where credit's due. I think Antwerp played very well. It's it's disappointing that we didn't match them. It's disappointed that we had a few players that um, that weren't at the races um, on the day. Um, right, starting eleven. Um, just pausing briefly. Starting eleven has come through for the for the, for the game against Brighton. So I'll just, I'll just read it out: Larice, Doherty, Alderweireld, Dyer, Regulon. Hoiberg, Sissoko, Ndombele, Lamella, Son, 
and Kane. I don't have the substitutes at the moment. I'll, I'll, I'll dig that out. But first thoughts on that, Mark? Um, so, I'm quite happy expected. with that. I'm quite happy with that. I, I, it's one of those situations where I wanted, I wanted Lamella to start, but I expected Lucas. Um, and I was, uh, the right back situation was the other one for me. I think neither of our right backs have been on amazing form. Mm-hmm. They've kind of been inconsistent, so I was kind of concerned to see which. Which right back would get to play? And um, I think I'm okay with Doherty being the one, especially with Regalon. Hopefully, it means Doherty sits back a little bit and Regalon pushes forwards. So yeah, I mm. mean, it's, a, it's pretty much the team we expected, I'd imagine. What I about th- you? I think I think you know I'm, I'm pretty much like with you. I, I I sort of expected that starting eleven. The only one that I thought would would start, um, I, I'm not. I I, I would have thought. Lucas would have started. Um, I had him in. I, had, I pretty much had the same starting eleven. I mean, you've got you've got to look at who who was left out on Thursday, who was mm-hmm. rested, um, who started the other league matches, and I, and I pretty much imagined that it would be a midfield three of Hoiberg, Sissoko, and Dombele. I didn't think Lacelso would start. I keep seeing a lot of fans thinking that Lacelso and Dombele and Dombele are going to start together. You've just got to look at the games this season, and they haven't. You see, it's normally either one or the other. Those two seem to be rotated. Now, some of that is because um, Lacelso's, you know, coming back from the injury, he's probably not fully fit. Dombele's um, fitness levels are well documented, so I think they're yeah. both trying to get trying to get minutes under the belt. Um, so it's normally they're being rotated. Whether that changes going forward, I, d- I don't know. Um, I, I'm part of me is not sure that it will, and I, and I think that. You know, Hoiberg's a shoe in, and then I think you're looking at a creative player, so it's one of those two, and then it's really yeah. one other. And it seems, if you look at the United game, I think the West Ham game, Burnley, it seems to Soko's that one other. Um, Four backs, not surprised, Regulon, because Ben started the last two matches. Right. Um, Doherty, I totally agree with you. Um, that right back, I don't think either of them have excelled this season. Murray um, has had a few good games, good moments, but. Mm-hmm. But he's also had some iffy, some Uriah-like moments as well. So not overly surprised, but I expected Doherty start centre backs. Arvell didn't start Thursday, so he's in. The only question mark I had was would, would Dyer be fully fit for today? Right. Um, but he's in. Yeah, just, just Salon Kane, Salon Kane, and Lamella. Just just Lamella. I would have thought it would have been Mora, but I'm. Do you know what? I'm okay with Lamella starting. It's fine. Yeah, we get we get. We get the same work rate pretty much from both of them. Lamella are a little bit more, you know, a little bit more tougher in the tackle. So I think he deserves he deserves a start, Lamella. Did really he not? Does. Did he not start um, against United when we won six one? In fact, wasn't yes, I, he did. I think it might have been the same eleven that started. I mean, the thing is, and also if it doesn't work out for Lamella for whatever reason, or if he can't last the ninety, we've got the option of bringing either Bale or uh, Mora on. So that's that's good. Um, Subs. I'll read them out. Hearts. Yeah. Davis, Roden, Winks, Lacelso, Bale, and Lucas. So off the top of my head, the people who aren't on that bench: Delhi, Sanchez, Bergwine, uh, probably yeah. somebody else. Obviously, Jaffa Taganga still injured, and Serge Aria isn't on the bench either. Happy with with the subs? People who have been included, the people who've not been included. I'd say it was pretty fair. 
-hmm. you know, um, it's a little bit nervy to me to think that Rodon's being thrown in. I hope that's I hope that's off of merit and not desperation that he's looking close to the first team already. Yeah, want to kind of go easy with him. He has not played at this level. But I hope he's going to be a success by the same token. Um, yeah, I'm happy with that. I think Bergwijn has struggled and seems to hasn't really gotten any better. If anything, he's gotten worse in kind of just struggling in game, struggling to be in the right position, struggling to make the right pass. Um, yeah, the other guys deserve mm -hmm. to be in there ahead of him, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sanchez, I think, played the last two. Two? No. Uh, hold on. He played. He played the last game, but he's had a few. I know. I know you're a fan of him, but I think it's fair to say he's had a few iffy performances. I'm not overly surprised that he's not a in the starting lineup and b in the bench, particularly given that Rodon was wasn't eligible on Thursday. I sort of right. felt Rodon would pretty, pretty much be on the bench. Yeah, great. There's, there's, there's that big question mark though. Can he? Is he? Know, what's he going to be like in, in at, at the top level? But he's he's done it for Wales. He's he's a regular for Wales. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, right before before we go back to chatting a little bit more about Antwerp, given that starting lineup, um, do you feel how, how do you feel about about the game against Brighton with the players that he's picked? Um, I mean, it's it's a good team. They're gonna they're gonna have to fight hard. Brighton of Brighton's league position probably they probably deserve to be a little bit higher than that. They've played well in some games this season and come out with nothing. Um, and obviously they've seen us struggle our past two games as well. So they've probably got a good idea on how they want to play us. They're probably going to play us similarly to the last two opponents. So I think a lot of this today is going to be about us and about. How much we're up for it? We need, we desperately need a home win. We mm -hmm. need a home win now, you know. But they got some good players. That Trossard is a very good player on the ball. Um, he's one to look out for, and Basuma's a good, tough tackling midfielder. He's good with the ball as well. So it should be an interesting game. But it ain't. I'd be amazed if it's easy. <laughs> I hope it is, but I doubt it. Um, obviously, early days in the season. I mean, it's first of November today. Um, if it were a normal season, I guess we would be, given that we started late, we'd be October time in, in, in the season, given we started mm -hmm. a month late. But if we do win today, um, we do go second, which, yeah, early days, but that's that's still a good position to, to be in. Um, obviously, the, 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 even at this stage, the table is very, very tight, very few points separating um, a good number of teams in and around uh, the top part. In fact, in fact, even if you go down to sort of <laughs> mid-table, there's very few points separating. But it, it'd be nice if we achieve that. If we got a win today, Definitely. We, we always have the we always obviously record and, and we'll, we will do the rest of the pods after the game. But we we always do it with the benefit of hindsight. But you know, we've you and I have looked at mm -hmm. looked at this starting lineup. We, we're both fairly satisfied. Or sat, we're fat, satisfied. We'll stop. So. No excuses, I guess. Um, we, we can't we can't call out the manager. We can't criticise the, the eleven that he's picked. So, um, and hopefully we won't have any any course or reason to over the course of the game, and and, and they'll do well. Um, let's go back to Antwerp just briefly. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, they they 
they played well. I, I, I didn't feel we, we we sort of matched them. Um, the the big there was a few things that stood out for me. Um, well, one was Bailey still looks way short of match fitness. Um, that's going to come with time, hopefully. Um, I would like to see him one day sooner rather than later start a match where he starts alongside our best two attacking players in Sun and Kane or or in or and in a team with our sort of nearer stronger 11 because otherwise if we're playing him with sort of if you like I wouldn't say lesser players but you know not the not the not the regular not the regulars or not the not what our strongest 11 is mm-hmm. then we effectively we it's for, for the team, for the collective, we're carrying him, which is you know if he's if he's not fully fit, but also it puts it's almost like we're twice handicapped, you know, when we've got a player who's not fully fit, and then you've got a few other players that are sort of haven't played with each other. It's a little bit of a mismatch. So it would be nice to see him with a stronger eleven, um, but yeah, I mean, Delhi started the game; he was taken off at half time. I saw a lot of comments about him after the game but I, I just felt that he was one of many players that on the night didn't play particularly well yeah he uh, he, he was no different to Bergwijn they both got in good mm. attacking positions and, and didn't make the best decisions didn't make good passes or a little bit slow I thought um, I thought it was harsh for Vinicius to go off he didn't he barely probably, get the ball yeah, yeah. So, to even warrant that and Lascelles I mean it wasn't the midfield wasn't doing great anyway, but he didn't particularly stand out as being awful. And he's—I would much rather have us had a little bit more faith in him and given time maybe to find his feet, mm. given the man's talent. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a strange game. Strange game. Substitutions were odd, making as many as four. Yeah, um, uh, when he did, and then you know, like you say, Lascelles coming off, Vicinius coming off, but. Winks staying on. He didn't have a great game. There were other players that that, that weren't great. On the on the Delhi thing, look, he didn't play well. Um, but I just feel he's only played what I think that was his second or maybe third forty-five minutes this season. And there is an element of like you give him a chance. He needs to grab it with both hands, of course. Um, but but if you keep taking them off. Then that's yeah. not going to do his confidence. You're not doing any, him much any, good either. Any, any good? It's, it's just got to the point for me where I just, I just feel that if he doesn't, if if he's not in Jose's plans, just for his own good, just sell him, just just move him on. Um, if if it's not gonna, because I don't, I don't think it's fair on the lad. Uh, uh, you know, um, but this is this is a problem we've had. You know, let's be honest. We've got a lot of attacking players currently, and and we've we've kept the faith in a lot of players over the past three or four seasons and it's like it gets to a point where it's shit I'll get off the pot and and that that goes for us more than anybody else if we can't these players aren't playing well for us and they don't really want to be here we've got to get rid of them yeah yeah Mark I, the, the other thing that strikes me about Thursday night um, is the squad and the depth of the squad I think that that's after the performance and I think there was a lot of reactionary comments from from fans you know just completely 
down in the mm-hmm. down in the dumps and just just getting a bit going from sort of hero to zero going from one extreme oh we're going to win the league we've got a really <laughs> strong squad oh, yeah. to then start questioning and I, and, I, and I think the truth actually lies somewhere in, in between all of that um and I might be preempting this because it might well be later on in the um, second half of the podcast as we get listeners from uh, questions from listeners, there might even be a question on how good the depth of the squad is. So um, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see if, if that prediction comes uh, to fr- uh, fruition and, and we do get a question around that. But I'd, I'd, I'd like to discuss that just briefly with you. Um, how good is the squad, do you think? Because I... I saw a lot of people sort of questioning it after Thursday night, and I would argue that we still got a lot of depth in that squad. Um, we've we've addressed a lot of areas since since I'd say 2018, maybe 2017, when this, when this when when we needed to refresh and we didn't. I think we're starting to do that with some of the players that we've brought in, with the Lascelles and Don Bellays, who are not quite there yet, the Regulons of this world. I think that the centre back area needs addressing um, that's you know the, the Toby at his peak Alavera at his peak this was a few years ago that's we don't have players of that quality in, in the centre back mm-hmm. role so it, we, we need to address that but I still think overall the, the depth and the quality in the squad is, is is pretty good and I think that it's just my view but I think that um if you look across the Premier League and you look at the likes of Liverpool, Man City, you know, top teams, good good squads, I don't think there's such a thing as an A team and a B team. I think you've got your A team, I think you've got your best 11, and then you maybe you've got one or two other players that sort of knocking on the door. But if you do try to field a B team, it's always going to be, by definition, however strong your squad is, it's always going to be slightly weaker than than your first 11. You know, for example, you look at Liverpool, Van Dijk. Um, they've lost him. I don't think they've got anybody of that caliber, of that ilk, to come in. Um, sure, they've got depth in the squad. Sure, they've got players. For example, up front, somebody like Rigi can come in and do a job, but he's not of the caliber of uh, Salah uh, or Firmino. Um, similarly, with, with with City, if you take out Aguero, they've got players who can come in. Um, Jesus, they can play in a different way. And, and get goals, but they don't have like for like or like when a company when they had companies they they don't have they didn't have a like for like player of, of that ilk. What I think is we, we've we've got depth and we've got players who can come in, but um, I don't think I think you'd be very hard pushed to find another eleven in any Premier League team, whether that's us or anybody else, um, a so called B team that's just as good. I think what you've got is a collection of players that come in and, and, and do a good job but to 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 field a completely different group of players, many of whom have never played together and expect them to just gel, I think we saw saw it on Thursday night. Football doesn't yeah. work out. Football doesn't work out that way. That's that's my thoughts. But I'd be fascinated to, to know yours. No, I, I agree. I was just about to say the same thing. If City or Liverpool make changes, it's the odd game here or there, and it might be an early substitution that gives a regular player a break, but there's still generally that core team there. Mm. It's just a couple of minor changes, right? And like you say, to go from night to day with a t- pretty much totally different team, it, you're going to struggle. But I also 
feel that there are some we do have some attacking players that on paper are good but they're also the kind of players that need to play four or five games in a row to hit form yeah and we're not able to do that for them so i think you know the likes of lucas and bergwan let's be honest it's been apparent for a while now that our other attacking players aren't really coming through with enough to support the team Mm -hmm. when it comes to goals and we're still in that position. We 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 we're still trying to find that player, that you know, that one that can just come in regularly and do the business regularly for us and score score goals apart from Kane and Son. I think hopefully that player will be Vicinius. Um, mm-hmm. Assuming that Bale at some point gets full full um, full match fitness and, and becomes regular anyway alongside Son and Kane, then I think. I'd like to think that um, in time Vicinius will be that player to come in and that's where the squad is arguably certainly going forward is arguably is hopefully will has or has a potential to be stronger than it was say under Pochettino when Pochettino and Marino last season when we didn't have another striker other than Kane because um, we sold Lorente and we didn't replace him and if you go further back we had Lorente and yeah he put in a few okay performances maybe in very important performances in, in certain games um, but he wasn't the most mobile, and before that we had Janssen, who wasn't great. Um, it, it might be that now that the addition of Asinius, for example, in is is will strengthen our forward line in the absence of say whoever it might be, Son or Kane. Um, I think that's a big difference. But it's 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 bringing making those one or two changes. Um, drawing upon what we've got in the squad, which I think we've got the depth now. It's making those one or two changes alongside. Settled eight or nine players. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you see the full impact. Um, otherwise, I just I don't think I don't think if you make <laughs> how many changes was it the other night? I think it was nine changes. You could so arguably you do, you ten do, with Ben Davis going at the back. You potentially do more damage than yeah. good, especially to players' I, confidence. I can know? see. I think. Go ahead. I, was just, I can see the rationale. I can see why he's done it. But, yeah, it's just a little bit overconfident at this point in doing it. If it had been the last group game and we were already pretty much qualified at that point, you know, it would be a little bit more um, feasible. But I can't really criticise him too much either because yeah. I think he's actually managed the squad really, really I, well to begin the season. I, I so totally, I'll give him a pass I, on that. I, to- I totally agree with you, and I, and I can see why he's done it. And I, I, I don't actually, strangely, I don't. Critical as, as I am from time to time with Maria, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't fault him for that. But I, I see the rationale, I see why he's done it, and I'm fully supportive of that. But fans shouldn't then expect suddenly the no. team to just, if it's going to be a completely different team, and then you're asking Ben Davis to play in a different role, there's going to be, there's going to be um, an impact. Arguably, the f- when we played Chelsea in the League Cup two days before that, we played, was it United or was it? Newcastle, and then we played two days later against Newcastle. um Yeah, and then two days later we played against um, whoever it was in Europe. I think it's mm-hmm. Maccabee Haifa, and then two days later we played against Old Trafford. I think if the games were much more frequent then. I, I think we the squad was managed better then yeah. at that point. But but that's not to say that you know he was wrong to make that many changes the other night. It's just I think and yeah, I think it's, it's I think he I suppose he. Mourinho expected a bit more from the from the eleven that, that started, and his comments were quite telling afterwards when he said um, something along the lines of, "You know, well, I'm, now I know it's made my job easier. Who who I'm going to pick on 
on on Sunday. I think he wasn't wasn't yeah a, too little bit, a little bit was that was also I think saying to the press you know you keep asking me why I don't play these players I'm yeah. tired of answering those bloody questions too you know yeah. <laughs> which is understandable. Hmm. You know, going going back to the squad, I'd say we're I'd say we're two, maybe three players short. I think we're short a better attacking option than Lucas or Bergwijn, and I think we need another Hoybier. One's not good. One's not enough. If we lose him, we're 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 in trouble. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I think we also need centre backs, but I don't think that's a squad thing. I think that's a mm-hmm. that's a starting. If 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 you get as a, if you took our strongest starting eleven, putting parking the notion of, of squad and squad depth mm-hmm. I don't think our best two centre halves whoever they are and that, that's this debate around who, who that is I don't think they're they're anywhere near the quality of Alavaro and Vertonghen in sort of 2015 16 16 17 so that, that's that's actually an area where I'd, I'd argue we, we are weaker in the 11 but squad wise yeah overall the, the, the depth is there and I think two people are maybe reading too much in Thursday night there were a lot of changes made um, and you know we've got well, we've got Ludacris next away then Ludacris at home and then uh, Lask away before we finish off against Antwerp at home and I think we, sh- we, sh- we should still have more than enough to qualify yeah, um, from that group, and and you know, even even as winners, of course, that would probably require us to beat Antwerp in the final game at home. But we, you know, if we if we turn up and and play to the best of our abilities, then there's no reason why why we can't beat them, however much they're you know if they're up for it or not. Um, we're about thirty five minutes from kickoff. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a bite to eat. I'm gonna get some dinner, and then um, yeah, we'll we'll talk yeah. after the match, yes. and we can we can resume the second half of the podcast where we will where we will discuss the Brighton game, and we'll be taking some of your questions. Um, so we'll be back a bit later. All right, welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Family podcast. Um, Mark and I have just watched the Spurs. Brighton match um, we've won we've gone second in the table amazing stuff and Gareth Bale scored finally scored on his re- return well 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 worked um, well, well goal header from a regular cross um, despite all of that it was a bit of a painful watch at times um, Mark what do you what do you make of the last 90 minutes yeah, it was definitely painful and definitely seemed like longer than 90 minutes too. That was a long match to watch, you know. Um, happy with the points, really happy with the points, but really precariously placed. At the end of the day, we're second in the league, but I don't know. You just, I think like a lot of other teams, we're just seeing how everybody else is so inconsistent and we're just wanting hope and hoping that we're going to get going and start building a run together and who knows we might be at the start of that but the performances have got to get better we've got to start winning games a little bit more convincingly I think of course of course I mean you, the, 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 you, we could also argue that we've been unlucky a few times this season in the league games where you know that, that we, we should have well, the Newcastle game come, comes comes to mind, but mm-hmm. maybe things are sort of evening themselves out now. I don't know. Um, 
I, do you know what? I, th- I thought early on, I thought we started well. I thought very early on, early on in the match, I thought the passing, passing was quick. It was crisp in the final third. I thought Lamella looked lively. Um, and then I thought, you know, I thought I didn't think the penalty was a penalty, to be honest. Um, so nah. on the, I don't know on, on your commentary whether it was the same as what I was watching, um, but the co-commentator was Don Goodman, I think. <laughs> he used to play for Wolverhampton Wanderers. <laughs> Fucking awful commentator. So he said the first thing he said was that um, what Kane did, getting winning that um, penalty, it was he was basically it was a cynical ploy and. He was just being critical of it. And I just, I thought, no. I remember Alan Shearer doing this all the time. Kane does it as well. Clever strikers do it. He's backing into the man. He's winning the, getting the foul. That to me yeah, was good. Generally, Kane's doing that. He's doing that on the halfway line. Of course. Under pressure yeah. or something. You know, that's the thing. It, it's, it's one of those situations where if this offence happens in this part of the pitch mm-hmm. it's okay but if it happens somewhere else in the, in the pitch it's not okay right you just can't win well, as it was I thought it was to me I thought it, it looks outside of the box it looks looked, uh, looked, uh, looked like a free kick to me um, and I think certainly um, other people might disagree that's fine but I think certainly in a world before VAR that would have been just given a free kick and nobody would have blinked or would have con- contested it as it was um Referee, it just would have the play would have just been allowed to go on in the past. Maybe, I mean, yeah. The referee was terrible the whole game, and not just from decision standpoint. He just kept blowing his whistle when people were just trying to make, you know, half tough challenges. He was he was blowing his whistle. He was really annoying. He was, he was pretty gash. I mean, he, he gave the penalty. We scored great. You know, it went in our favour. I can't I can't complain with that, or I'm not going to complain with about that from a Spurs perspective and I thought the game was just a bit dull and a bit shit to be honest afterwards um, oh, yeah. at one point Brighton had a lot of possession I would say this though they didn't really threaten much for all the possession that they did have I didn't really feel that they ever had um, Mourinho's talked about this in the past both of, as, uh, when he was previously when he was at United, United manager I recall him saying this where and the other team can have greater ball possession but they don't have control of the game, and I didn't ever feel Brighton had control of the game. And gone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say control, but they were the ones trying to change the game. They were the ones that seemed to be wanting something different out of the game. Did they pose a threat? Did they pose a threat in the final third? I'm not saying we we did, but did did, did they? I can't. I really can't recall for I the think, life of me. I think we gave them opportunities to to pose a threat there were several times where we kind of just stood off of them and allowed players to run straight out you know towards mm. our box with pretty much uncontested yeah um that that i didn't like at all today that happened quite often yeah but um a little bit of a throwback they, to last season the end of last season right they you know it was poor decision one, poor decision one, and yeah. then Bow Bow was a difference. Absolutely. I mean, it sort of evened itself out when when their decision was given, which I just thought was was appalling. That was just that was even worse. And I've never <laughs> seen a situation with VAR where the referee goes over, checks on the sideline, and then um, doesn't change his mind and and and, and gives 
you know, I mean, you've never so, you've never seen a situation where an referee a referee's ego got in the way of the real decision. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it wasn't. This wasn't an uncritical of VAR. This wasn't a failure of VAR. This was just poor refereeing. But instead of VAR giving the referee a little bit of a reprieve, giving him the benefit of the doubt, actually, despite VAR, he still fucked it up, and it made him look an even bigger mug than he was. You know, <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, Big time. And then Bell comes on, and um, again, probably still, you know, working his way back into. He looked better today. Yeah, uh, he went up a notch today for me from his other performances. Just seemed a little bit more lively. I had a feeling when when Regulon picked up the ball that, and I could see, I could see Bell's going to make a darting run. And, and Regulon's going to cross it. What I didn't expect is for Regulon to then cut it back onto his right foot and cross mm-hmm. it with, with, with his right foot, which is impressive on his on his weaker foot. And then Bale, superb finish, um, superb finish. There was a chance before that, um, Harry Kane, where he went very close on a, on a from a corner, where it looked. I think it. I think the miss looked worse than it was. I think actually it was quite a difficult the way the ball bounced and where it fell to him. I think it was quite difficult to sort of hook it back into the net. Oh, the one where he hit the, the post? Yeah, yeah. I think he was just trying to keep that in more than yeah. anything, just trying to put it in that direction. That was yeah. really difficult. Absolutely. I mean, we had Lamella's, Lamella's chance to hit the post, and that was a pretty damn good save by the goalkeeper on the follow-up as well, I thought. Mm. He did well there. So we had, we, had a, we had chances, but too few of them. We've, we've got, like we said at the outset, we've got the three points. Um, we're second in the table. We're only two points behind Liverpool. Um, we have the best goal difference. We've scored the most number of goals. And although we don't have the best defence in the league at the moment, it's not too bad. Nine goals conceded. Um, and the only team that can catch us... Well, Leicester are playing Leeds tomorrow. So if Leicester fail to win, then we'll remain in second. Um, the other thing to note, I was looking at this yesterday or the day before. In the 2015-16 season, and I know each season's different, of course, um, but the 15-16 and maybe 16 season, maybe we can draw parallels between that season and this season. In that, that season, you know, Leicester won the league. It was a bit of a crazy season. Lots of teams had transition, and so far it seems to be a bit of a, a bit of an open season. Um, from what we've seen, um, that season we had after however many games we played at the same stage, we had two points less than we did this season prior to today's game I don't know after today's game whether we're still two points or whether we've improved on that but yeah two two points better off for that that season we, we started off with a defeat to United just as we did this season with a defeat to Everton but then we went on One to draw nil. yeah and then we went to draw draw a lot of games under Poch very early on before mm-hmm. then gathering momentum this season alright we've, we've drawn a couple of games at home um, but we have and obviously we lost Everton but We've we've won a lot more, and yeah, we're in a better we're a better better position at, at this stage. And if we can just kick on and and improve, because we do need to improve. You know, Burnley wasn't that convincing, but again, it was a good good to go and get a result there. Not easy, but if we can start to start to hit the sort of form that we saw against United and Southampton and West Ham we won't do that every game of course but if we can get you know get that sort of happy medium between those matches and today then yeah. and then on a Absolutely. consistent basis then then hopefully the 
future will be good. Um, who was your who was your standout performer today? For us, yeah. Mm, maybe Sissoko. I thought he came. He he was a lot better in the second half. He still, yeah, he was still Sissoko at times too. Mm-hmm. But I think he helped out a lot at the end. He he was good defensively in the middle. Um, okay. I thought Sun was awful. His first touch was just not. He wasn't at the races today yeah. at all. Yeah. He, he, and to be fair, he, he hadn't been good the previous two games when he came on a sub or against Burnley, really. Before that goal, he wasn't really in it. Um, other than that, Hoybier was always good. Yeah. I thought Dyer and Toby, again, were solid. Thought, yeah, I agree. They were I th- solid. I think I think those two, the question on the last pod, Zoe asked me and David about, you know, what's our best pairing? I think I, I, I seem to recall I answered Toby and... Toby and Dyer, but for the fact that they just don't have the pace that Sanchez ha- has. But watching it today, I'm, I'm convinced right now that they, at, the, at this moment in time, without obviously seeing Rodon and, and Taganga's injured, I'd say they're probably our best best pairing with, though, with yeah. Toby on the right hand side and. Yeah, and both and experienced, both yeah. been there, done it more and than the, anything. And the more they play together. The better yeah. that that will become as a unit. Hoy, for me, Hoiberg, I thought was really good today. I, I gained once again, like you say. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think we, I think we were a lot better when Lo Celso came on. I thought, and Don Bellet wasn't at the races yeah. today either. Yeah, he was kind of, he wasn't, he never seemed to be where we needed him to be at, at, at times today. And I felt, I felt. It was funny. I felt we could have made substitutions earlier today, whereas we made four too early on Thursday. Today, it felt like he he gave him a good enough chance before making changes. On you mentioned Sissoko earlier. I feel with him that he plays better when we play with a three in midfield. We sort of go four four three three like we did today, and particularly when he's got Hoiberg alongside him. I don't think. I don't think that whole Winks and Sissoko axis axis works particularly well. No, and no, I don't no, 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 I don't think sticking Sissoko in a in a sort of holding role or Winks for that matter. I don't think that that's that's what they could. I think I think that's Hoiberg is superb at that in his positional sense in midfield, his discipline, knowing where to be. But, and I think that that actually alleviates a little bit of pressure and off Sissoko and actually allows him to, to to do what he does best, which is run and be industrious in in midfield and work hard. Yeah, but at the I same agree. time, not particularly spectacular. No, there was a couple of passes today that was just pretty uh, pretty embarrassing for him. But yeah, he, he's de- he definitely he, you don't want him to be the main man as the defensive midfielder. If he's got somebody with some intelligence alongside mm-hmm. him, he can be a, a real asset, you know. And like I said earlier, we just need another Hoybier. I feel one's not enough. I agree. Um, we've got before I dive into a few questions, comments, questions. Um, we've got West Brom next um, next Sunday. We've also got um, Ludogrets on Thursday. Before that, um, which I'd imagine we're going to see wholesale wholesale changes, or at least some changes again, 
mm-hmm. the middle come the middle of the week. Can you, can you see? Do you think Mourinho will make as many changes as he made the other day? Or will he be a little bit more subtle in his changes? I think it. I think definitely think it'll be more subtle. I think certain players, you know, are only at best going to make the bench for Thursday, whereas before they would expect to start. People like Bergwijn probably and Ali are only going to be on the bench. Lucas will probably start, right? Because he mm-hmm. didn't start today. Um, yeah, I'd, I think he'll be a lot more subtle. Somebody should just go off on a tangent. Some uh, on one message to say that the comment co-commentator was Fana Kuku and not not Don God. Don Goodman. Anyway, he's complete bell end. Um, <laughs> throughout, just honestly, it's awful listening to his, listening listening to whether it's Fan or Don or anybody else. Fucking complete bell end. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, we've got a. I think that the fact that we lost, and I know it's early days, but the fact that we lost on um, on for last Thursday, I think, means that getting a result is even more important. You know, we can't afford to drop. Any more points? Um, on no, we want on, to seal it as early as possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of that, one of that mo- um, momentum. So um, we shall see. I mean, I, I hope I'd like to see um, Carlos Sinia start again. Um, I'd like to see him give some chance, give, give a few chances. But but I, I hope that the, the changes are subtle rather than wholesale. And you know, if you, if we can wrap get a result and, and wrap that up within within an hour, then yeah, by all means, take take a few players off, take five players off, um, uh, get 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 them get them rested. But yeah, after that, we've got West Brom a week today in the league. Um, we could they're struggling at the moment. We could potentially go top of the table. Yeah, we could, but it's West Brom and it has to be an early kickoff too. They're just—I've got—I've still—I'm still scarred from early morning kickoffs against <laughs> West Brom in the past. Getting my ass up at four a.m. to see a dire performance or a last-minute loss. So um, we'll see. Let's just get through Thursday, but we've got everything there. We shouldn't be losing to West Brom. We assuming Leicester. They obviously mentioned earlier they play Leeds tomorrow and then they play Wolves um, the same day. Well, assuming Leicester drops some points tomorrow, then we'll still be in second going into that game. And we are the early kickoff. If we did win that, we would actually go top because then um, Liverpool don't play Man City until four thirty the same day, mm-hmm. and that's away from home. And that could be a tough test, test for Liverpool. So. Yeah, let's let, let's not get carried away. It's 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 just win our games. Don't worry about where yep. we're at right now. Just win our games. Yep, absolutely, trying to build a momentum. So we had, um, given how quickly we recorded the second, or we are recording the second of this pod um, after mm-hmm. the after the game. Um, we had a few questions literally just come in, so I'm just going to go through them. First one from Gilly, friend of the show. All's well that ends well, but again, good on good on front for early on. Get the goal and then seed momentum and and territory and almost pay for it. I'm getting on. I haven't time left to be waiting forever for us to learn all our lessons. Oh well, three points he says. Um, I had a question from Nate who says since I'm 
sure we're already planning on waxing poetic about Bale's winner. We haven't really discussed Bale that much, but you know, other than other than commenting on his fitness and the fact that he scored a goal, um, he goes on to say, anyway, um, I'll ask something a bit different. What do you all make of Doherty? Uh, I'm I'm kind of underwhelmed with him right now. Yeah, he's, he's shown glimpses of good stuff, but more often than not, he's looked he's looked a little bit nervous, a little bit like he's restricted himself. Um, yeah, not what not what I expected. He hasn't certainly made the same impact the Hoiberg has made. No. I think you know we talked about we touched a little bit in the in the first half of the podcast. We talked a little bit about squad strength, squad depth. I think that the right back position we're in a better place than we were last season, certainly because we we sold Trippier, and I know the previous season, his, his last season with us, he was woeful that season. But I, I, he was carrying an injury for a lot of that, and I, and I and I think it was just one of those where he had a bad season with with the club. People then forget previous seasons where um, his contribution was was valuable, you know, and leading up in, into that World Cup. Um, but we sold him and we didn't replace him and Walker Peaches really didn't get many games last season. I don't think either manager, to be honest, had a great deal of faith faith in it faith in him when it when it came to it. I don't I don't think Mourinho did and I, and I don't really think Pochettino, for all the positive talk I think when push no. came to push came to shove, I don't think he had he, plenty of opportunities yeah, to blame Jeff. Yeah. So arguably for a lot of last season we were just playing with Uria. So the fact that we've got Doherty, I think, has strengthened that position. But yeah, it, it does at the moment seem a little bit of an underwhelming. I won't say signing because that would be a bit unfair to him. But I think the, his performances have been un- underwhelming so far, and I still don't think the right back position is as strong as it was when we sold Walker, when we had Carl Walker, and we had. Kieran Trippier at that point. I, I do, I do think that it's, it's been a problem position since 2017. The only difference is this season we've sort of plugged a pole in the squad in terms of depth that we didn't last season when, when we sold trips by bringing so, in Do- by bringing in Doherty. So if I said to you, okay, this many games into the season, if I gave you the opportunity to swap Doherty and Walker Peters, would you? <sighs> No, I just feel that ship sailed. He's he's doing pretty good for Southampton. He's looking more and more confident. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked when we when he came back from his initial loan spell or when that loan spell finished. Um, I, I did, and I know we were linked with Hoiberg, and there was talk of you know Hoiberg going one direction, Walker Peters going the other. I sort of was quite happy for us to keep Walker Peters at that point, get Hoiberg, mm-hmm. and then give the Maria. Um, that's that's how I felt about it, but I just feel now that's 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 finished. Yeah, you know, if, 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 yeah. Um, Doherty is it's interesting. He's twenty eight. This is probably his last big move. Um, we're not going to get a great deal for him if we sell, sold him next season or the season after. Um, but then I think if we did sell him, I don't. Even, I don't think we're going to make a great deal of lot. We haven't spelled, spent a lot on him either. I feel it's one of these a bit like, I don't know, um, Stambouli a few years ago. Player comes in one season at the club, it's not working. Club 
um, cut their losses and move them on quickly. I feel I feel with Doherty if and this is really early on, but if it doesn't, if we don't see the level of performances that we want from him, or if we go in the market next summer for a top top world class right back. Um, you know, if we go and get a right-footed Regulon, for example, I could I could quite easily see, you know, Doherty being, Doherty being, being moved on, for example, at that point. But there's, that's a, there's a lot of a lot of football to be played from, from now to then, and and yeah. it's, it's it's early days. I think he he just seems a little bit more so like he's he's afraid of making a mistake. You know, that's that's how how he mm. comes across to me. He's not quite. Playing with full confidence, yet, yeah, and hopefully it will come. Sure. Okay, so the final question we've got on the running order. Uh, this is from Martin King. His Twitter ha- handle is at mkingy84. So we've got two questions. Firstly, hi guys, couple of questions. Um, I thought today's performance was controlled, and overall, I'm feeling optimistic about our season's prospects. How about you? Yeah, I'm optimistic for sure. I'm optimistic, but I'd be a lot more optimistic if we were playing a bit more attacking football and, and having more attempts at goal, basically. It's funny. Um, we've kept the last two league matches. We've kept one clean sheet, right? So that's so that's an improvement on some of the previous league matches. Oh, I'm, I'm excluding. I'm sort of. Excluding the, the performance on Thursday, but today, all right, we conceded a goal, but arguably you could say that should never have been a goal. That should have been scratched off. So you know, mm-hmm. you, you could be could be potentially talking about two clean sheets. Um, we didn't have maybe we weren't tested. I suppose we, we were on Monday. Um, in terms of set pieces, we had a, we had an issue earlier on in the season defending those. Um, conceded a few goals at home from set pieces. We 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 had. Burnley obviously test us on corners a few time a few times on Monday and we, we dealt with that. Uh, yeah, even to, even today, um, Brighton had a few corners um, and, I, and we dealt with that a lot lot better. So that's definitely a, that was sort of my concern early on this season, watching the first few games, including the Everton game, watching watching the other games. But sadly, I think it's kind of gone in the other other direction now. Whereas we possibly are maybe maybe there are signs that we're addressing those areas. Um, defensively, maybe, maybe the manager just needs to persist with Dyer and and Verald, Get that, get those two forming a solid partnership with Hoiberg in front. Get a bit of confidence. But on the attacking side, I think we 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 started off amazingly this season. In the last few games, I don't know, we're a yeah. bit, a little bit passive. Absolutely. A little bit passive. Um, I'm not going to ask you which competition, um, but do you think there's a trophy in this team? How how optimistic are you about the prospects? Um, I think I, 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 it's too early to say. It's really too early to say. I'd have more... I think I'm more likely to get, be able to feel I'd be able to give an opinion after the Christmas period. Mm-hmm. We've got some tough games coming up, and I'm really interested to see how we get through them. We need to, and we can't have performances like we've had against Chelsea last season and things like that. That's yeah. where I'm looking to see real uh, improvement in the squad and, and in the team. Is 
correcting performances like that, you know. If if we navigate past the wet, the, the the test that West Brom will pose, um, like you said, potentially we could we could if we would, if we did beat them, we could end up not only top of the table but top of the table going into the inter- international break. If we can navigate past that, then after the international break, we've got Man City at home, tough game on paper. Chelsea, you just mentioned, away from home, end of the month, tough game. And then we're into December, always a busy period, you know, December into January, Christmas period, a lot of games quick and fast. Um, over that time, we've got Arsenal, we've got Palace, obviously London derbies, um, and then we've got Liverpool. That that will really be a test of character. Big really, really, it really. It could go horribly wrong, or it could go really, really well. Yeah. Not to mention if the odd European game, sandwiched in between. Yeah, just the odd one. <laughs> I mean, the, on the plus side, you know, someone like Bale, hopefully, you know, as, as November progresses, he's been what October was it early October or mid October that he played against West Ham. So after the international break, so he's you know, it's a couple of weeks, um, and uh, yeah, a bit bit more game time in in November, and you know, maybe by late November, early December. He'll he'll start to be be a lot sharper, and uh, that's that's a that, that is an ace to have up your sleeve to have Gareth Bale and to have him start. And hopefully, then start alongside Bale and Son. I mean, that's going to send shivers across any Premiership defence. Just to have him for dead ball situations, Jav. I, yeah. I don't know about you, but I can't stand seeing Son taking dead balls, taking free kicks and stuff. Just we got to do better than that. Agree. I mean, even Kane. I mean, we know that he can. Yeah. We can. Exactly. He's 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 good with his passing ability. But I want him in the box. Oh, okay. Yeah. When, when when there's a when there's a corner uh, yeah, free kick. Um, right. Final one. Another one from Martin King. He just says in the league table of ref- refereeing fuck ups we've been subjected to. Where does today's VAR review controversy rank? It was just flat out obstinacy, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, literally, VAR gave him a nudge, gave him a nudge, basically giving him the opportunity to not make a bad call, and he still made that bad call. Mm. So, like we said earlier, yeah, it was. We're not going to bitch about it that much because we came away with three points, but it's it still remains terrible decision. But he made terrible decisions all over the place. Yeah, and once again, and I appreciate this isn't. Three a failure of VAR and 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 the referee fucked up big time, but it slows down the game. Yeah. I mean, it's just football should be sort of you know it's a fast-paced game. It shouldn't it shouldn't be a game riddled with stoppages here and everywhere. Yeah, they happen from time to time. Sometimes a player gets injured, but you know even even like nowadays when a player gets injured, you know they're they're encouraged to 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 if they can quickly get off the pitch whether well, if they're if they're able to, to to roll off the pitch or 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 taken off the treatment so the game flows and uh, this to me var just goes against everything that that it's football the worst. is it's yeah. the worst when 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 you realize they're calling the game back to something and then you just think to yourself well your 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 response your instant response is well they're going to give it 
you know, you just feel like, oh, what, a handball in a box? Well, they're going to give it. If they're looking for that, they're going to find it and they're going to give it. It just it kills the game. There was, a, there was a fair few moments in today's game where VAR got involved and it was just painful. Mm-hmm. It's not right. getting any better. No, no, no. And yeah, like I said before earlier, it, 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 it sort of... The, it magnified how poor the referee was. If it was there to help him... Um, he didn't take advantage advantage you know he could have thought oh shit no, I made a mistake or no actually the VAR's proved, proven proven this to be wrong and you know that's that's fine it, it, <laughs> he allowed to dig a big hole for himself um, and uh, yeah it, it's it wasn't a pretty sight it wasn't a good it wasn't a good thing to see but you know, from our point of view we, we've um we got the winner, courtesy of Gareth Bale, and we got the three points, and we're second in the table. Woohoo! Yep. Right, the next podcast we should be recording will be a week today, um, by which time Spurs Ladies will be back in action. I think they're playing next Saturday. Um, so we'll have an update on them. Um, we'll no doubt talk about the Ludicrous game and the West Brom game, and who knows, we might be top of the table come next Sunday afternoon until then thank you Mark thank you thank you to all our listeners this has been the Tottenham Family Podcast come on Tottenham stick it and let go come on Tottenham the base are bloody slow you are the first team the last team my dreams have ever seen put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green We've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her